0: You can't handle this, black women. We strong, honey. Even the Bible tells you to cash your cares. So <laughs> who said we gotta carry all this stuff and all the things we're carrying is killing us? Yeah. And so I want to give people permission today. If you feel like you need it, even though you don't, free yourself. Didn't that say t- just say go ahead mm-hmm. and, and free yourself?
1: <laughs> you know. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Queerly Black Show. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Quirley Black Show. I'm your host, Ashley, and I'm here with a very special guest today. We got Miss Carla R. Cannon Lawrence with us. We're going to talk a lot about a lot of different stuff. We're going to talk about mental health. We're going to talk about coming out, coming out again. I want you to tell them how you became the trailblazer. Go ahead and talk to the people.
0: All right, what's going on, everybody? I am Carla Arcana Lawrence. Thank you so much, Ashley. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So, for those who don't know, I do serve as a holistic coach, a holistic transformation coach where I teach women how to heal what's still hurting while discovering their authentic voice and awakening their inner boss. And so, um, woo, coming out story. So, before
1: oh we get goodness. to your coming out story,
0: okay, Trailblazer. What was
1: the first? Okay. Before we go to the coming out story, because I think the coming out story is a little later than this question, when, mm-hmm. when, when did you first have an understanding of your sexuality?
0: So, my situation, y'all, I'm writing a book called Journey to Find a Me, right? Um, it's my 12th book, but um, I was in my early 20s and I wasn't interested in women. Like, I loved, you know, men, so I thought. And I hung around my cousin every single day. And my cousin had a cousin. So we was cousins on opposite sides. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And all of us was hanging every day, every day, every day. And I remember one time I experienced heartbreak from this guy. And so my cousin's cousin was gay, a stud. And I became very comfortable around them. And then when I experienced the heartbreak, she came at me. And I'm going to be honest, my first experience with a woman was horrible. (laughs) <laughs> um, but it was horrible. But I knew. I said she's just horrible. Uh, but it gotta be better than this. But it piqued my curiosity, and from there, that situation led from one woman <laughs> to another woman to another. But for a while, it was kind of both. It was like you know whatever I liked in that in that moment. Bisexual,
1: you- in a sense. We ain't got to put no <laughs> we ain't put no labels on it. We ain't gonna put I no just, label like, on. I just liked what I liked Ashley. Right, right, right. At the moment. <laughs> I got you. Whichever <laughs> way the wind
0: blew me. I, win it, you understand? I got you. All right. I was trying to figure it out. I had a kid. I was a mom at 18. So I had a daughter. It was a lot of pressure. I grew up in church. So, you know, like everybody else, you kind of grow up. That ain't right. That ain't right. So there was always this constant battle, but it felt good. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt good sexually but emotionally it a lot of them were toxic and so I didn't get into love and all of that until I met my wife
1: nice nice so it was a, a pretty big journey just like of exploration and just trying to figure it out and understand um yourself you know while understanding life and balancing all that um with religion um which brings me to ultimately your coming out story um so what was the and i know it's complicated so we can keep it short and then when the book comes out y'all go get the book y'all could turn the pages eat your popcorn read it all get all the details get all the juicy stuff but for today we just go on give we gonna get highlights get a big get a big topics to the people
0: Okay. And I, and it's crazy because I can smile about it now, but it has been a very, very painful journey. Very painful. So back, uh, you got to think, so I'm 37. I was in my early twenties with all of this. So I was pretty much experimenting and, you know, didn't know what, just like, oh, I'm a dibble dabble, whatever, whatever. But then when I realized like, nah, I kind of like, I feel, you know, I like this. Um, I, I went through that whole process of dating women and all of that and was very open, always very open and out. But because I grew up in church, uh, and then I, during that time, I had my magazine, and so I was doing ministry stuff, and um, I was pretty much always told, like, you know, that ain't right, that ain't God's will for your life, and so, long story short, ended up becoming a licensed minister, and went a went a period of time without dealing with women, and so I was told, the pastors told me, Ashley, they said, you delivered, God has delivered you, so, I believed it because I'm like I ain't you know I ain't dealing with nothing but so I went a while being celibate and um what I learned later was was that it was suppression it was suppression it wasn't deliverance it was suppression and so in 2013 I wrote my first book called the power in waiting what do you do when what God said don't line up with what you see Mm. and the book really was about the the um, how we have the promise of God and we have the manifestation, but how do we get from promise to manifestation? You have the process. So, the book was really about not giving up in the process, right? How to make, how to live through whatever is being prophesied to you, whatever you believe in God's call you to do. But in this book, I share that I was delivered from homosexuality. So, people took that. I'm talking about a whole bunch of other stuff, childhood trauma. I'm talking about all these things, but they saw that delivered from homosexuality. I started getting booked like crazy and I'm speaking, I'm traveling everywhere, but I'm so grateful to God that I wasn't one of those preachers who bashed others who was gay. I said, God, you looked out for me because I was so bound and, and blind by religion. So I was just sharing my story like, yo, but nobody ever talked about love. It was, you know, it was more so just saying sex is wrong. It's not a god mm-hmm. that that is that. And so uh, look, what people don't know, I need to do a power and to part two, Uh, But what people don't know is a little bit after I released the book that within 24 hours hit Amazon's number one bestseller and went on and still today out of all of my books, still is one of the top selling books because they're really a good book. It's just yeah. that small part. But um, I ended up with another woman, child. Mm-hmm. Privately. So yeah. that was pretty much, and I heard a lot of people in the process i did because i can remember the cycles of just constantly breaking up with girlfriends like i can't do this this is not of god i just and it was a struggle and so i'm stringing all these people along and i'm i'm trying and i just you know it was it was a struggle and so it's been hard it's been very hard Uh, especially when you think about people you've hurt in the process and even hurting myself but it, I, I wouldn't take my journey back for anything because I wouldn't be in the place that I'm in now and have such an appreciation for authenticity and really understanding how to how to um, you know be who God has called me to be and free myself from the uh, opinions
1: of other people. You know, yeah, for sure. And um, I think that that's that's really a, a thing people definitely battle with. Is like even if it's not. Uh, you know, the church, it's, you know, living up to your parents' standards, it's, you know, the pressure of, like, what are people going to say? That's the one you hear all the time. Um, I see, my mom was cool. I'm going to say, I'm going <laughs> <coming out story laughs> to mom. My, my first
0: coming out story to my mama, right? And we, we can talk, talk, right? Okay. Yeah.
1: Oh, absolutely. We, 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 so family.
0: I remember I was like, um, I went to my mom and I was like, so mom, I got something to talk to you about. My mom's real cool. And uh, she was like, what? She just like, she working. She ain't paying me no mind. I was like, so I just, I was stalling and she was so she was like okay what is she like she went down the list She's like i know it ain't this because that i know it ain't this and then the last one i know you ain't gay
1: because you love dick that's what she said right <laughs> my mama whoa Lisa, that's something my mom would say low key that's said, something my mom would say when yeah she said that, i was like oh <laughs> and she
0: said you gay yeah oh watch this like most parents oh it's just a phase. yeah you will be all right and so I don't have the experience of my mom shunning me or mm-hmm. anything like that. Like one of the girls I used to date, my mom the first girl I dated, my mom really, I feel like my mama liked her by default because my mama used to date her daddy. So mm. I don't have the experience. <laughs> I know. It, now you see why I'm a writer.
1: I love it. I have
0: it. <laughs> stories, you know, but she, <laughs> she, she liked her. Like my yeah. first tattoo.
1: I'm sure her characteristics tattoo, was probably similar to her dad so she was like oh yeah I like I like what I, I, I see like, in her, I love
0: her. Oh, y'all coming over. my first tattoo was a woman's name
1: oh wow awesome
0: and I didn't even think I was like gay gay
1: is, uh-huh. is that a thing? But- <laughs> on the spectrum there's I'm like
0: still- I'm still trying to figure it all out. You know, it's a little yeah. complicated sometimes.
1: Yeah. Uh, I got but you.
0: Yeah, that's how my mom responded. It was wow. it's a phase. And so I was like, okay, maybe it is a phase, so I'll have fun with it. Mm-hmm. And throughout the, I'm going to be honest with you, there were times that I thought there were certain women that I really loved until I met my wife. It's something about when you, and you're married, so I'm sure you get this, because none of those versions of me was the authentic me, fully mm-hmm and so when I ended up I know I'm fast forwarding but when I ended up with my wife and we can always go back however you want to do it but when I ended up with her and I experienced her love and the love I have for her I'm like this that I feel for you that's why I married her mm-hmm. I ain't never felt this for nobody mm-hmm.
1: ever
0: and that's a whole nother story because we mm-hmm. writing a together too because that was a lot we've been together six years so you gotta think i was functioning and i'm still a minister like that's just who i am i love god i love his word i've just learned how not to be manipulated by his word i know that some things apply then it don't apply now but that's another conversation so i was privately this minister the trailblazer just doing all this stuff talk show traveling hosting events writing books coaching women doing all these things but privately i had a whole girlfriend Mm -hmm. me and my wife have lived together since 2016 we married may 1st 2021 And when I made that decision to marry her, that's when I was like, yo, I ain't hiding this no more. So I would share all of who I was, but I kept my love life private, but it wasn't, I convinced myself, oh, I'm private.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Nah, I wasn't ready for Mm -hmm. all I'm thinking about is man. I I said I was delivered. So I had all these thoughts of feeling hip and I hope this helps someone that maybe that's in minute or maybe the story somehow is synonymous to mine, but you have a right to change your mind. Yeah. You know, you have that freedom and that Liberty. And when I had a suicide attempt back in March, 2021, and I literally took a whole bottle of pills and it was the pressure Ashley, the pressure of all of these people that I've helped and cause I, you gotta think when you come out and say you've been delivered, I had so many lesbians reaching out to me and I'm helping them, I'm ministering to them, but I love them through it. It wasn't like, this ain't God. It it, it was my, here, here's the bottom line. I learned for me, it was promiscuity.
1: Ooh.
0: You know, I talk about that. Mm-hmm. I was like, chick, that chick, this nigga, that, whatever I wanted to do, but I was suppressing all the pain, childhood traumas, unresolved grief all of these things that i had encountered and so when i had this breakdown and i took a whole bottle of pills and it was my wife who saved my she was my girlfriend at that time fiance, but when she saved my life after that i said this is called this all. this secret almost cost me my life nah yeah i can't and so then when we got married it still took me some time because i didn't come out so you gotta think i came out the first time in 2013 i didn't come out again hmm until october 2021 Mm -hmm. and there was when i shared that ashley because i was writing the book journey to finding me and i'm thinking this is where i'm gonna just bear it all i'm gonna put it all in there but i hosted an event i host events and so i hosted an event last year called woman Heal, and i thought the event was for the women i'm in charlotte north carolina women travel from all over Mm. the country to be in the room with me i had no guest speaker it was just me and they came and i thought that was just for me i mean i thought it was for them but ultimately, it was for me. This was the first event my wife was at. I didn't announce who she was. Yeah, she was
1: an attendee. Attendee, and
0: after the mm-hmm. event, my mom, my daughter was like, "So, mom, my daughter, she's 19, in college, sophomore in college. She's like, mom, you know, you came out at the retreat, right?" I said, "What you mean?" She said, "You was calling Sheree Bay. My wife's name is Sheree. You was calling her Bay. This was the first event that I've been at, that I've hosted, that my wife had come to, where I didn't treat her different." Mm. However, I however we moved at home, she she was my assistant. She handed me my tea. She was doing all and people are there. And I if if you paid attention, I mean, like that was yeah. one time I'm speaking, Ashley. And it was like this, I rented a mansion and there was like this uh staircase where you can like look over the living room because I had everything in the living room. And I looked up at my wife, honey, she was looking so good. And I <laughs> lost my whole train of thought. <laughs> i'm like if they was paying attention they knew but so anyway after the event i was like that's not enough it's still to me i needed to do it for me i was like mm. that ain't clear now mind you me and my wife it was so stressful like when i go with my ministry friends i would have to change the picture of me and my wife on my phone and put it on silent didn't answer her calls it was just stress we're talking about years of this it was so stressful and then finally, I was like, no, we, she had, I had her, made her keep her social media pages private. And now people knew we were friends because that's yeah. how we started out, but I just didn't update them and tell them that it had changed. You know
1: what I'm mm-hmm. like? saying?
0: So mm-hmm. You ain't, you ain't changing the her,
1: relationship status on Facebook. <laughs> you
0: know, they knew that was my friend, yeah. but they didn't know that was my boo thing. Yeah. Know,
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> And so I, it still wasn't enough for me. So I was. I call her one day. She was on her way to work one morning. This is after the retreat in October of last year. And I said, "Babe, I'm about to do it." She like do what? Cause she she told me she would always tell me. She said one day, babe. Cause my wife has been openly. Oh, she knew she was a lesbian like five.
1: Yeah, six. she sound like me. Know, it, <laughs> she <sound> yeah, like <laughs> very young. <laughs> you
0: know what I'm saying? And so she's always been open. So you got to think she left a. She was in a long-term relationship, but you know, really wasn't happy. Whatever, whatever. But openly with this person to come into this. Now you get with this minister, and you're private. So that's a whole nother kind. You might have to have her on the show mm-hmm. to talk about how she dealt with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I said, you. I said, I'm about to tell the people. I can't wait for the book. I said, I have to get this out now. I have to do. It was something in me. It was all just the culmination of things that had happened over time. The suicide attempt. I got diagnosed with PT, uh, mild PTSD. I got put on antidepressants. Then I hosted the retreat. It was just so much. And I, that was my first time. I've been hosting events for 10 years. But that Woman Heal retreat was my first time being authentically me. And it felt amazing, Ashley. So mm-hmm. I went online, went on Facebook, and I posted a picture of me and my wife. And, um, and I, but I still wasn't clear. And after I posted it, I said, that was cute. So me, it always took, you know, I had to gradually get, there. Mm-hmm. I said, that was cute, but that's not enough. So I did another post and I posted our wedding pictures. We had, I had never posted our wedding pictures. And I said, just so we're clear, this is who I married and this is who I love. And this is who I am. And it went bananas. And you got to think the number one thing I fear for so long, cause I run a six figure business. I'm doing great mm-hmm. success, you know, um, you know, um, professionally and so everybody's fear even my mom so you gotta think my wife been around my family all these mm-hmm. things it took time but we ended yeah. up around each other family but we still kept it private and um everybody's fear was what about your business because predominantly mm-hmm. for a long time it was faith-based people who patronized my business and my services and um the opposite happened though Ashley mm-hmm. the opposite happened so I, I just want to say to those who are afraid of being the authentic selves, there is a reward on the other side. Can't nobody tell me, Ashley, that God didn't call me? Can't nobody tell me I'm not anointed, that I'm not prophetic, that God hasn't blessed me? Can't nobody tell me I'm going to hell? The day we was about to get married, the day before, I'll never forget. And I have been praying and asking God to show me all along and i i've seen god move like i prayed over the to recover. You recovery to think hands like straight up ministry mm-hmm. i've been in kojic holiness every mm-hmm. denomination you could think of your girl have, has been there mm-hmm. and i would pray very specific things and so the day before i was gonna get married i said god if i am making a mistake show me i said you know i'm gonna do whatever you tell me me and god type mm-hmm. you know i'm like we i'm gonna do whatever you tell me so my phone goes off. I'm sitting in my um, hairstylist. This is when I had a hair child. That was another thing. Me cutting my hair, that was an outward expression of an inward change. It was almost like a baptism. So it was mm-hmm. been a whole process. <clears throat> so my phone goes off, five o'clock in the morning, get my hair done. And it's a very well-known preacher. If I said her name right now, a lot of people would know who she is because people on both sides, everybody love her. And she's white. She don't look like me, but she texts me five o'clock in the morning. Right after I said this prayer, Ashley, I was scared to death.
1: You're like, what's this lady about to say to me?
0: I'm like... Cause i just told god if i'm uh, making a mistake, show me talk to me i'm like i would go to church i'm like let them call me out mm-hmm. you know that would never happen when i go to church actually they would just prophesy all the you gonna be a millionaire all the great things i'm like can can y'all see the pain like that would be my frustration with church is y'all say y'all know the word but y'all ain't got no discernment i've been in churches with my girlfriends and because i look like this they will overlook me and call them out i'm like we together though you don't even know it so anyway girl, her text message was about something completely, it had nothing to do with what I was praying about. And that's when I, I said, okay, I said, okay, let me, let me get out of my own head and detox my spirit from all of this stuff. And we got married. And when I tell you, Ashley, it was only six of us in Myrtle beach. And it was the, one of the best days apart from having my daughter, it was one of the best days of my life. It was beautiful.
1: How did your mindset shift from one, from the first time to the second time? Um, because I know, a lot of a lot of times, what it is, at least you know for me I, I I came out once, but I think when it comes to Christianity, right, and the reconciliation of that, it's you listen to the preacher, right, and you get your word, and it's like, okay, what he says is 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 he's telling me is is right, but then you get your own relationship with God. And that's a whole different thing, right? Like that's an entirely different situation. So for you, what was that process from the first time to, cause you were in church both from, you know, yeah. throughout that whole thing. So like, what was your mentality throughout?
0: And then so, how did that
1: play for you personally, um, for your mental health and then all, and then how does that, uh, show up in your, um, your company today and how you serve, uh, the mm-hmm. women that you, that you help in your women heal podcast and just kind of, you know, go right mm-hmm. into, to all that.
0: So for me, I found peace with all of it because of the woman I was becoming. You know, I wasn't, I was the complete opposite of my wife. I was not a relationship person. I was kind of like, they would call me a pit bull in the skirt. Like you spend the night. I mean, you come over, ain't no spending the night. Once we done, get out. Like I was like a nigga,
1: like Mm -hmm. straight up,
0: you know what I'm saying? But and I did what I wanted to do when I wanted to do it. But when I started doing the work, when I started going to therapy, there I, like when I was looking for a therapist, for me, it did not matter if their belief, I wasn't looking for, a, I did not even want a Christian therapist. I'm like, I know the word. I got that part. I need the psychology behind this behavior like what is Mm -hmm. why why was I promiscuous why am I still tripping over the childhood traumas because I was physically abused by my mother's second husband and that's another misconception people think everybody that's gay or lesbian they were molested Mm -hmm. not necessarily Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying I was mishandled but you know so for me I found my peace when just who I was becoming like when I look at how long I've been with one person Ashley
1: (laughs) person that, that
0: wouldn't have been when, he said back yeah, in, back I in the day <laughs> I, I changed my house around i'm one of them my wife be like when i come home i don't never know what all i know is gonna be clean because i get bored mm-hmm. with all the stuff on the dresser i get to moving it around she'll be like yeah. and i was you know i teach how you do anything is how you do everything mm-hmm. and i was the same way with relationships but how i found peace was i was becoming this person that I never thought I could become. I was becoming loyal. I was being honest. I was loving, you know, and 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 just someone I could really be proud of and not have to hide any aspect of who I was. And at one point, that wasn't always the case because we all got righteousness and we still got that ratchet. Yeah. But I would always hide the ratchet. Mm-hmm. You know, I would be like, no, I can't show that side because, and so even today, um, I believe that this journey has strengthened my life work. Um, I don't just see myself as an entrepreneur. I know that God has called me to be a healer, to help people heal the areas that still hurting, which I now understand <clears throat> why I had to go through all the things that I went through. Because every client that I service, every woman that, you know, whether I'm helping them operate their purpose, fire their balls, discover their voice, whatever it is, healing is always connected to that. And I always can relate to some part of their story. And I tell them, I say, you were the reason why I had to go through it makes sense whether it was from childhood relationships single mom whatever it was and so that's it for me it was who i was becoming so mm-hmm. when michelle obama wrote the book becoming i was mm-hmm. all i devoured it because i was like yes that's, that was a it big was, book like, so, <laughs> it was, and i read it i read yeah. it for the audiobook um but i'm gonna tell you and there were also resources along my journey that helped me so even going to therapy i learned that i was i was the way that I was relationally because of this unhealed trauma, because I still wasn't okay. over uh, the things that happened to me as a kid, not feeling protected, not feeling, you know, being told as a child, I was labeled as ADHD and told that I talked too much and they just always trying to shut my mouth, but you know, and you I always, you know, <laughs> my, it's like I, people pay me now to hear me speak, you understand? Mm-hmm. So it, it's like, who we become and yeah. the process is what makes all of the, makes the whole journey worth it. I was asked one time during an interview, if you could change one thing about your journey, what would it be? And I almost was offended by the question. And then I had to open my mind and I said, well, I actually wouldn't change anything. Because if you change, which is what happens with scripture, you took out homosexual, you took out, uh, uh, what's the word, pedophilia. Mm-hmm. And you put in homosexuality, you change the whole context of the text. Mm-hmm. I said, if I change anything about my journey, I might not be who I am today. So I would do it all over again. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we say that, but we don't really mean it. I'm like, nah, I mean, it. and I've done some jack. <laughs> I've been betrayed and I've been the betrayer. And I think that's what attracts people to me is the authenticity. I'm like, I ain't, gon- I ain't got time to play. It almost cost me my life. Yeah. So now when I look at the life work that I do, it, it just adds more depth to it because I don't see myself as just an entrepreneur. It's like, no, I'm helping women heal. I'm helping women discover their voice. I'm helping women operate in their purpose. So you think, so my thing is, if I'm working for the devil, okay, because I'm a demon, right? I'm, that's what they tell us. God ain't with you, da-da-da-da. Why he on me so hard? Why he so mad? Mm-hmm. Because I'm helping women and men find their authentic the, their level of authenticity and develop in a relationship with god i'm helping people divorce religion and develop a relationship with god i almost want to subtitle my book journey to find a me how religion almost killed me but my mm-hmm. relationship with god is what saved me yeah. because if i didn't know god and i'm grateful for all the bishops pastors like i grew up in holiness like i'm grateful for all of that but there was an imbalance somewhere along the way you know, you were teaching me how to care for my spirit, but you left out my mind, will and emotions. Mm-hmm. So that's why I ended up with these psychological issues because I didn't know how to process because all you telling me to do is pray, not go see a therapist. You know how many people I see now, Ashley, clients, and they're still fighting against going to see a therapist because mm-hmm. somebody told them you're weak. Mm-hmm. You can't handle this. Black women, we strong. Honey, even the Bible tell you to cast your cares. <laughs> so who said we got to carry all this stuff and all the things we're carrying is killing us. Yeah. And so I want to give people permission today. If you feel like you need it, even though you don't free yourself, didn't that t- just say go mm-hmm. ahead and, and free, free
1: yourself,
0: yourself. <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> and I know it's comical and, and I know I'm probably, I'm sharing this story and not crying, but that's because I've done a lot of healing work. I still yeah. see my therapist every single week. I'm on mm-hmm. antidepressants. Mm-hmm. I take them every yeah. single day. And I still know I have faith in God. I know, but whatever, it, it's a chemical imbalance. See, that's the thing, we need science. Mm-hmm. I just I appreciate the sun, the moon, and the stars. I appreciate astrology. I just ain't about to go outside and worship the sun, the moon, and the stars. Mm-hmm. That's not my thing. But where my level of maturity is, if, I, if you worship the sun, the moon, and the stars, I'm not gonna make you feel bad about it. Mm-hmm. Do what works for you. But as for me, the Jesus thing works for me just without all the interruptions and interference Mm -hmm. with these religious people, which I call the modern day, uh, modern day scribes and Pharisees.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) How often do you see, how often do you see, uh, like religion being the root of why people suffer from mental illness because of, you know, whatever reason, how often is that a part of their, their journey?
0: I can just talk about myself for me it played a big part there are still things you got to think I've been with myself for 37 years yeah. and so this coming out thing is still new like really embracing like I have to talk to myself even when like I found myself one day not being authentic I I didn't want to do something and I did it anyway. And I, I talked to myself, I forgave myself, but I was like, you know what? I ain't doing that no more. If it's something I don't want to do, I don't want to go, I'm not going to do it. So it takes practice. And so there are things, I am still, religion, I'm still unlearning. Like one day, uh, like even for me to call myself a healer today, that's growth. Because my when I first when that first came about, my therapist told me that in a session, she said, you a healer. And I struggled. And I said, but wait. And her dad's a pastor and all that. She's not super religious, but her dad was mm-hmm. a pastor, so she understood. You know, she understands me. So I said, but my struggle with that is, um, you know, ain't Jesus the healer? <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. I said, if
0: I go out here calling myself a healer, these right. people gonna think I'm like Kanye calling myself God. They gonna right. think I'm crazy. Mm-hmm. And she said, and she broke it down. She said, and she's a word person. She said, let's look at this word healer. You she said we ain't
1: putting no it. spit on nobody's eyes over here. <laughs>
0: not and you know what? When I was out there, like really involved in church and stuff, Ashley, I didn't really touch people. God would use me to just, and now it's like my, it's all making sense now. Like I wasn't the type that a lay hands and da 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 da. It's like I would see somebody in the back, and whatever I heard the Lord say, I didn't even have to lay hands on them or anything, and I was speaking. Next, thing you know, they crying and hollering or whatever but that's the show like it wasn't me laying my hands on you that's the power of god and i believe in that and so i believe the struggle with religion and mental health it comes from all of the pressure like let's just say i yeah. wasn't gay right. let's just say i wasn't married to a woman the pressure even heterosexual so it's really not even about mm-hmm. sexual orientation or right. gender it's not about any of that mm-hmm. it's like you I, I feel like it's too much of this And what I've learned, I have a lot of work to do. I got a whole marriage. I got a child in college. I got a lot of people I'm responsible for. There's enough work for me to do on Carla. I ain't got time to be judging Ashley and her wife. Mm -hmm. I ain't got time to be on social media, figuring out what the Kardashians do. Man, I got work to do. I got (laughs) to mind my mental health. Mm -hmm. And so I definitely believe that not even just amongst the queer community, I believe that there's a struggle with that, because everybody's trying to figure out, well, what's right versus what's wrong, and and my response to that would be, let peace be your guide. Mm-hmm. If 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 I, I that God speaks to us, we need even got to go deep with it. He he, as women, he gave us intuition. It's almost like, um, you know. Look both ways for you across the street because you mm-hmm. might get hit by a car. You mm-hmm. know, so it's like trust that intuition. You might meet somebody and you'll be like, I don't, you ever met somebody? Ashley, you, you'd be like, I don't know what it is about this person, but I can't really get with them. That's God speaking you saying, don't trust them. Don't bring them to your house. Don't bring them around your wife. Don't, it don't mean you don't, you you, you tripping or you insecure mm-hmm. you jealous. It you smart and you're protecting mm-hmm. what you feel. So yeah. I believe there's many layers and I believe that religion. Of, of many kinds, not even just Christianity, there are gay Muslim. I mean, you know, uh, different cultures and all of yes. that, so it's not just within the Black community, it's worldwide, mm-hmm. and it's like, then what do we do, but we're having such these small conversations, and I'm like, no, it's so many people who are struggling, but we got to give people um, give them the freedom to explore for themselves yeah. and that's what I always recommend I'm like don't listen to just what somebody else tells you yeah like I have a problem some preachers like God told you to wear dresses he yeah. tell me not to put on I don't, I don't really like dresses but that ain't the point he didn't tell he told <laughs> you to wear all white
1: right. now you
0: go to church and tell everybody that if they don't wear all white they going to hell
1: yes so man man that's so good that's so good. It's so true too. And I mean, I think I like you said, you know, let peace be your guide, and and that whole thing. Because even we're building this platform, um, you know, I I look at a lot of profiles. I look at a lot of people um, online, and it's interesting what people tell about themselves just through pictures, captions, like such a small moment of your life. But even in that process, there's a lot of people that, no matter how big of the following they have, no matter how uh big this platform gets hopefully you know saving a whole lot of people that i just would never um have that conversation with because of to your point like there's something about it that just for me is just not it's not complete enough for this platform and for us you know trying to really help people and really um normalize uh us you know queer people um there are a lot of misrepresentations. There are a lot of, um, uh, you know, unfortunate um, situations that happen that are at the hands of queer people, and it's really hard to, you know, defend some of that stuff. And so, you know, it's 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 super critical, like that that piece thing, and just being true to yourself and not 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 selling out, not you know, uh, being pressured. And um, but but it does play a lot on your mental health because there's a lot of pressure, whether it's money, whether it's, um, you know, people validation from other people. Like if I link with this person or that, then that's going to help me do this. That's going to help me do that. So, you know, even to your but point about so it, not being
0: that too, Ashley, like I'd be feeling I'd be feeling sorry for y'all.
1: Don't be
0: honest. You got, <laughs> sons, you got stems. It's yeah. like so many that I, I for me, I've never liked labels.
1: Yeah, I was because gonna say, um, yeah, because when I when I first started, and I said uh, you were talking, you were telling a story, and I and you said the the because I think that that is important, and I do want you to talk about why uh, because labels are kind of like um they make they make something finite, like they make something. Like, that's on you. And like, now you have to back out of like whatever the label was. You got to like back out of it and say, oh, well, I was there, but then this is how I arrived here. And then give another label. And then this is how I arrived here. But But our journey is not finished.
0: Who made themselves God and say, isn't life about evolution?
1: Yep, 100%. Isn't
0: life about growth and maturation? Isn't that what it's Mm -hmm. about? Like, I just, it's like, even with, I mean, we talked about this privately, like even sometimes with the LGBT community, like we do a lot and we it, I be confused. And I be trying to like calm my people down. <laughs> I'm like, some of y'all, I be watching TikTok and some people just going off. I'm like, I really believe that was a genuine question. Some people, mm-hmm. like I saw, you remember we was talking, I saw this, uh, see, I'm still about to get it wrong. It was a transsexual and I kept mm-hmm. calling her, it's, it's, but her voice was really deep. So I kept saying he, and I got a whole yeah. wife. I didn't mean it. I, it's still I'm yeah. still trying to process all of. Yeah, it. Yeah, I've done it too. I just interviewed
1: um I I interviewed a, a transgender guy and on the, on the in the conversation I did it and I I I, at least, I immediately apologized um you know while we were talking and I was like look you know, that's that's an authentic, genuine moment that we and I now made that mistake and I think the biggest thing. In that conversation, and even before that, because I had another uh, uh, interview with the transgender um, person too, and I say transgender mm-hmm. person because that person's non-binary, so they don't go by he or she. Uh, we're we're on the same page <laughs> because I always, for me, it's like I'm I'm a what I would call you know I guess you know stereotypical. I'm just a lesbian. I'm just a woman that likes women. I'm on the more masculine end of the spectrum as far as a woman, but I am very much a woman. I just like my hat to the back in a hoodie. I that's just
0: like people would judge you if you <laughs> and your wife decided to have a baby i'm assuming i've seen yeah. pictures but she's feminine you're more on the masculine mm-hmm. side if you decided to have the whole oh yeah marriage, the world would turn over you see what i'm saying so it's <laughs> like we get it everywhere why can't we just get to a place of acceptance
1: yeah and just and being just people love, human,
0: and just love people like i love talking to all kind of people that's that's why when you reached out to me I when we met I was like girl I like you like this <laughs> I love your energy I like your vibe I like people for who they are I don't care about mm-hmm. who you sleep with I care about your character your integrity how you make me feel you if you respect me or you know what I mean yeah but it's just so many labels it is it's I
1: like, think it is I, I will say I think the the a part of and a part of me doing this right is to get the understanding right like let's let's we we need to understand even in our community we need the understanding and I think for me where I've arrived and what I understand is a lot of a lot of this a lot of the language there's like um Victoria she she went the one to get the first guest that I had she was like you know I read somewhere there's like a hundred like labels like non-binary labels right and I think the 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 devil's advocate flip side is people trying to find a place that they feel. Like trying to fit that societal norm of like where's where's my box? Where do I fit? And so we developed this whole language because of a societal norm. Like this is this oh, this whole construct was created because we have to check a box. And to your point, we can't just be people, we can't just be human, we can't just be who we, whoever we are it's like no 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 because that doesn't make sense to me what what is that like you gotta it gotta fit somewhere we have to fit like everyone has to be in a place so because we're so dynamic because people are so dynamic we had to create a whole language but it's like can we just eliminate that whole thing and just I just want people? somebody to
0: send the book out
1: like I just saw don't
0: say gay I'm like
1: mm. yeah oh the Florida thing yeah
0: you, you get what i'm saying yeah and, and it's a lot so, and the reason why i brought that up is because i want gay people we do carry sometimes we do carry a sensitivity depends yeah, on where we are in our healing journey we yeah. carry a chip on our shoulder we and sometimes you can all my life i've had to fight but <laughs> some people yeah. are not trying to fight you they're trying to understand you but when you give off that energy and that vibe it's like Okay. And so even with that, I struggled with that. I struggled with finding my place. I never fe- felt like I fit in church. I didn't feel like, but then watch this when I went over into the marketplace and I'm thinking, oh, I'm gonna find my place. I didn't fit there either. So then I had to just be like, you know what? I'm just me. I'm just Carla. I don't have to put mm-hmm. myself in a box or be a label, uh, you know, because I'm a little different too when I put my hoodie and Tim's on I even walk different versus when I got my stilettos on Mm -hmm. it is what it is Mm -hmm.
1: yeah absolutely (laughs) Absolutely.
0: for me I think is I just want us to get back to the basics of love and that in which we don't understand ask questions but, you know, do it in a, uh, the best of your ability. I know for us, we're real big on affirming, but some people, watch this, some people can't affirm you because they don't even know how to affirm themselves. 100%. They're still seeking validation from this one and that one and that one and this one. So we're looking for, oh, I need an affirming church and I need an affirming this, but it's like, learn how to give to you. You are what you've been missing. hmm
1: and that's mm-hmm. what happened
0: on my journey. It was as if God reintroduced Carla to Carla, mm-hmm. and I was finally able to see myself in the most authentic form. I had real long hair. I cut it off. I had somebody say something so stupid. She said, "I knew you was gay when you cut your hair off." I said, "If that ain't the dumbest." <laughs> so, and all the women in my community, you know, on my platform that got short of hair was like, "So I guess I'm gay." So I guess Dude, right, right, right. <laughs> so in other words ignorance for some people is inevitable yeah. but we cannot continue in these text battles like me i will have an intellectual conversation but i don't argue with fools. Mm-hmm. like even you know the more followers me and my wife we just hit 30k on tiktok and when we was at like 2000 everything was amazing it was all love but now we're getting that you're going to hell and the da 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 yeah. i don't argue with those people I'm not trying to convince anyone of anything. I hit two buttons. One is for block, the other is for delete the comment mm-hmm. and I move on with my life. I've had enough interferences. Mm-hmm. And I'm at the, and, and it's something about when you get to that place actually when you want to take your life, like I was so low and I made a promise to myself that this ain't about my wife, this ain't about my daughter, this is about Carla. I will never allow anybody to push me to that point again. Say what you want to say. You don't like me. Don't fool with me. What mm-hmm. we gonna go back to Fantasia? What Fantasia say? If well, you don't yourself. like me, don't talk to me. You don't
1: understand? Don't talk to me. Yeah. Don't talk to me. Yeah.
0: Do you yeah. and I'ma do me, and we just gotta learn how to coexist. And if we can't coexist respectfully, then you go your way and let them go their way. But I for I want us to just learn how to love ourselves and stop looking for others to affirm what
1: we should be affirming. One hundred percent. Yeah. How do you how do you um in your work how do you help people like get because a lot of it is obviously people trying to get to a certain goal but um there's so much other stuff that has to be done to get to that goal a lot of times. How do you help people get to that place of like you're enough like you got Yeah. What so does that look like? my
0: what sets me apart as a professional coach is I focus on relationship building. I really work to build a an intimate relationship with my client because they're sharing their lives. You know, even if they come to me and say, oh, I want to fire my boss. I want to build my business. We still end up getting to the healing because I got to know who you are. So the assessments that I use, the techniques, and I believe that I carry a grace to know how to talk to people. Like even on my podcast, Woman Heal, I'm interviewing women who have been molested and all of this. And you got some women who, their first time sharing their story is with me. Mm. You know, I did an interview recently with a young lady. Her sister messaged me. She said, I knew you were the perfect platform for my sister to share her story. You handled her with so much care. And so that's how I do it amongst the techniques and the systems and everything. But a lot of it is because of where I've been. I was a queen, the queen of masking. So I need my spiritual gifts. I need discernment. I need Holy Spirit. I always say, Holy Spirit is the master coach. I say, God is the CEO of my business. I'm the COO. I walk out his directives. And then when something is not working, I go back to him. What I'm freaking out for? I'm just the manager, Mm -hmm. right? And so I bring my relationship with God with me in this, you know, I'm still a woman of faith. Mm -hmm. You know, I bring all of that with me and it creates a comfort. To them, and they most of the time they've read my books, they listen to my podcast, so they know my story, and they come in feeling safe, which makes me feel like oh, amazing because I know the way society is everyone is guarded. Mm-hmm. But they come in, and then I'm like, Listen, let's talk about it. And when they unveil themselves, I unveil myself, I pause and say, Listen, I can relate to that, I've been there. I know what that's like. Let's let's go deeper. And so I'm speaking, and while I'm getting the information, I'm, I'm affirming by just speaking in alignment with them, but then I'm also not afraid to challenge them to deeper. Challenge them, hey, I know you want to build this business, but you still got unprocessed grief over here. Do you mind if we pause with building this business so that you can experience longevity? Let's deal with this right here. And they trust me because of you know, how I present myself and the proof is in the pudding. Like I'm, I've been here over 10 years. I've been here a long time and I don't plan on going nowhere. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty much how, you know, my focus is always build the relationship first. Yeah. You know, people got to know, like, and trust you before they just tell you all their business. And then you have to show some empathy. And I believe for me, it's hard for me to listen to somebody that I can't relate to. Mm-hmm. Like the goody two shoes people, I know we all got a story, but I don't really do well with those kind of people because I'm like, mm, I'm probably dirty to you, honey. Because you, <laughs> you know, right, right. but you know, I give me the dirty people, that's why I love DMX. Mm-hmm. Like, like can't nobody, mm-hmm. like, I to me, I feel like DMX is going to heaven. I just yeah. do, I feel like he was a preacher. I'm like, yeah. he was a preacher with a struggle. I'm like, who said that the pulpit to me and that was always my mindset my pulpit is wherever i am in the moment mm-hmm. you know my pulpit is right here talking to you mm-hmm.
1: and he he prayed at it after every what? show and he yeah his he prayer was more so
0: powerful than some of these preachers that Seriously. i've heard before Seriously. you know so,
1: yeah. yeah i wanted um because you help people with business right mm-hmm. and this was something that i learned when i got into leadership at, in in work is how your personal um triggers or, uh, we'll say, um, traits and the way that you deal with your personal relationships is directly correlated to the way that you deal with your business relationships. And, um, you know, the challenge that people have with like thinking that they can compartmentalize that, like I act this way at work and I act this way. But then as soon as you get an angry email or someone words, something the way you didn't like, and you get set off and then you be like, Hey, you know, um, uh, you asked a coworker. Is she trying to say what I think she's trying to say, or you know, is that, or if a, if you're 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 building a you're an entrepreneur, so a, a customer asks you something in a way that may not be your taste, and you're like I, I can't work with them because how important is it? And it, and it sounds like it's it's critical, right? You stop people in the middle of their development to say, hey, we got to deal with this. Why is that so important to do? Like, why is it so important to? Reconcile the personal in order to be like to flourish in the on the business side.
0: Mm-hmm. So it goes because how you do anything, I'm gonna always say this quote because it's the foundational one of my foundational principles that I teach. How you do anything is how you do everything. Think about it, whether it's your personal life, whether I'm with my wife or I'm with a client, I'm still the common denominator in both. And so because I'm all about liberation and freedom and authenticity it's like now we understand like you know you got some people where you may only show one side like you know it's not and yeah. I, I don't feel like I don't feel like that's being phony that's you assessing your environment and understanding mm-hmm. but I'm not going to change the way I talk I'm not going to you know what I mean mm-hmm. um there it, it's almost the best way I can explain it
1: you're still authentic you're just what? in your your um when in Rome kind of thing like you're you're not yeah. in an environment where that the you know where certain parts of you are necessary yeah, like, i guess like
0: i had a friend who she was from trinidad and tobago when me and her would talk she's you could t- hear the island but i could understand her now when i went to trinidad and tobago and she got around her cousins and all of them i didn't know what they was talking about right. so you see what i was and that didn't make me feel like oh well she's with me she's one way well, it's like no i'm her friend but this is her environment she was over in the states with me and that's even when it comes to, and this is probably, this going to go together, but even in building friendships, you need to be in that person's environment and they need to be in yours because watch this, Ashley, we all have different sides. Mm-hmm. You can meet me today and feel like I'm the most amazing. She is so powerful and anointed. And I could have cussed somebody out last week and they be like, that Carla Cannon is nasty and she da 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 da. And then your response should be, well, what did you do? To mm.
1: see that side right. <laughs> I, I don't know that person.
0: <laughs> I didn't get that. I didn't get that side. You know, but again, I think it boils down to how you do anything is how you do everything, and we're not designed to do like you know when you go to go to work. They tell you leave all your problems at the door. If you just buried your mama, or you just had a fight with your spouse, and you walk into work, so now what you're teaching me to do is mask. And I'm gonna even take it back to the church. I learned how to mask in church. Because I was that girl. We all, come on, Ashley. We all know, you know, the girl, that be, the person that be at the altar every week, you be like, now nah, they just got prayed for last week. They just <laughs> always at the altar. Girl, I was fighting for my life. This is before I understood that I could build an altar in my home. I was the one going for prayer every week. And I could feel people looking at me like, oh my God, she is always down here. But what they didn't know, it's like, my heart's desire has always been to please God. Like, I'm a God's girl, hands down. It's like, you treat people right. I'm like, I don't want to go to here. I, I just want God to be happy with me, not knowing that it was a character issue. And so I learned, because the faces I would get, I learned to just sit and, hey, praise the Lord. Yes, God is good. And then I go home and cry and, you know, want to take a bottle of pills and all those things. So, you know, give yourself permission to be your authentic self, because again, how you do anything is how you do everything.
1: Yeah yeah how is so so from um you know when you your your attempted suicide and then um you know coming out with your wife and you know really just being authentic uh talk me through like going from that dark place to now and how your ministry has changed because of your own personal development
0: and I love the way you say ministry because this my life work is my ministry um so, hmm, I feel like back in March when I had the breakdown.
1: This is March uh, 21.
0: 2021.
1: Okay.
0: March 20, just last year.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that was my second suicide attempt in my life. I had done it before in my early 20s. And I said, that was my same thing. Went, took a whole bottle of But the first time I took a whole bottle of pills,
1: woke up with a headache.
0: So I was like, okay, the peel thing just ain't <laughs> like I knew my wife at first. he's
1: he not trying to take you out yet. It, it's he not, time. <laughs> he not you time.
0: Know? But um, I believe that it was almost like an inner explosion. I was carrying so much, not just my stuff, but other people's stuff. And just I I I I hadn't learned how to detox. Like even now, I teach my clients how to detox from the day we carry yesterday and today and tomorrow into the, you know, so we just bring mm-hmm. everything over. And it's like, I had to learn how, like I said earlier, cast in my cares, like really laying this stuff down. Somebody says something crazy to me. I could still remember. I have a very vivid, a vivid imagination. Like I could remember things that was said, like where we were, what color you were wearing. Like, and I'm like, some of the stuff I had to learn to just release it and let it go. I was carrying so much and I feel like I had an inner explosion. And that's what caused the breakdown. The, my body was communicating because I was tired all the time. and But I was still functioning. As you got to think, I, when I had this breakdown, I had just taught my Millionaire Mindset Monday class with my students like a couple of days before. And so that's why I tell people, I'm like, be careful how you handle people because you don't ever know what they're dealing with. Yeah. And I was bold enough to share that story. And I didn't feel like, oh, well, my clients are going to think I'm weak or da 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 I always look at it like when we share our story, that makes you human. That makes yep. you relatable.
1: Yep. You
0: get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like like when, when Beyonce and Jay-Z was doing their stuff, all the women was like, yes, we can understand. Beyonce is like us. So she's really not Sasha. You know, like we could relate She is them. Sasha.
1: But this is the, this is. Is you the know wife of her. Like, <laughs> you get know what
0: mm-hmm. I'm saying? So it's like, it's, no, but when I say Sasha Pierce, it's I like,
1: know what you mean. That's not all that she is. And to your point about the perfect only, humans, she's human. she's human. She has another side of her that's she not idolized. just this perfect person. Exactly.
0: We idolized. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, we all done been in a fight, you know, maybe not in the elevator, but we could relate. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was like the inner explosion and getting to that place, it took work. And mind you, I was still coaching, training, and then there was a time when- I had to cut off, like close out my practice. When I say close out, meaning just whoever I was working with at that time, I didn't accept any new clients. Mm -hmm. And I remember God taking me. I clearly heard Him like, "You need to save you," because I was trying to save and help everybody else. And those of us who are healers and we're empaths and we're, we're we just love people. You forget to put the mask on you first. So I was helping everybody else to live, but then I was dying, and so. Clients, family, spouse—I had to push everybody and say, "I have to choose me." 2022 is the year that I choose Carla, and so that's how I got from that point. It took courage. It took giving myself the freedom to explore. What do I really feel like? My wife, she's still getting to know me because I'm still getting to know me.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm like, she like, she'll come home with some candy. I'm like, babe, I don't like that no more. She's like, nigga, you just ate this last <laughs> yeah. week. I'm like I'm done with it though. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and she doesn't make me feel bad about yep. it. Like yep. she she gets it. And even when she don't get it, she trying. She's mm-hmm. like, okay, so gummy sables is safe. I'm like, gummy sables gonna forever be my favorite, baby. Mm-hmm. Bring me gummy sables anytime. Mm-hmm. So giving myself permission to number one change my mind, number two make myself a priority, and number three protecting my space and not not inviting people into a space that's sacred. I used my mama would always tell me growing up she was like, "You scare me so much cuz you're so trusting." Like no matter how God has given me an ability to love people Ashley. I've been through so much and we could go if we had time mm-hmm. and you knew my whole story, you'd be like, "Oh my god, girl, how do you even fool with people?" Period. And I know that it's just a gift that God has is given me. Gift, no matter yeah. How much I've been hurt, I still love Mm-hmm. But then I had to learn all this love I'm giving everybody else. So let me give a portion of that to me mm-hmm. because I am my biggest responsibility. I am
1: my first client. 100%. You know? Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. That was beautiful. Thank you. This was great. This was awesome. <laughs> um, so the, the final question I ask every guest is, And you've given a a, a ton of advice, but I'm going to formally ask you, um, what advice do you have for someone who is going through any aspect of the journey that you have experienced? Um, What would you tell them?
0: Hmm. There's a lot that I would, you know, I could talk. I love to talk. Um, Apart from everything else that I said today, I would say be kind to yourself you know, self-hatred is a is a thing. And even when I would show up looking like this, it was more so for people. It wasn't for me because I used to hate me. And so be kind to yourself while you're figuring it out. Extend grace to yourself, the same grace you have with other people, the same grace you have with your children. Apply that grace to you. So it will be twofold. Be kind to yourself and invite God into that process with you. Not The guy that they trying to tell you about. Mm -hmm. But invite God into that relationship with you because you're going to need help. You can't do it by yourself. And know that everybody's not out to to hurt you and to get you. Release that pain. Deal with that pain. Go to therapy. Talk through it. Dig the very area that you don't want to talk about that you have said was off limits for everybody, including God. That's the place I want you to go because on the other side of that is where your true healing and
1: transformation lies awesome that's it right there that's it right there all right tell the people where they can find you tell them what you are up to what's, what's coming out everything
0: simply carlacannon.com carlacannon.com has everything you can get to my social media everything my podcast when I got new book releases, the books that I've already done, um, classes, trainings, live events, everything is carlacannon.com.
1: Carlacannon.com. Awesome. All right. Well, we are done. This is another episode of the Queerly Black Show. I'm your host, Ashley. I'll catch y'all on the next one.